Hello everyone, this is Hannah, your host, and you are listening to the Success is Routine podcast. Our show is on a mission to talk to leaders in life and business that have achieved success and to learn what their routine is. If you are ready to create your routine to success, you're in the right place. Now, let's get started. Welcome back everybody to Success is Routine podcast. I'm so excited to have Dr. Sean Hall here with us. Dr. Sean Hall is the CEO of MedLab Clinicals, where they help develop new medicine for chronic diseases and help manage pain with those new medicines and mental health. So welcome, Sean, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And I'm really excited. I know you're on the Inc. 500, and when we talked previously, you were like, eh, I'm not even mentioning it. But I did want to just like mention that's how we connected, was I found you on the Inc. 500. And so I'm super excited to hear your story and kind of, you know, that routine that you have in place. So let's really talk about, like, we talked how you actually had a structured routine in school. So share with us when you grew up, when you, you know, got into med school and kind of what that routine looked like for you or did you have a routine? Give us your story. Yeah, 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 no problem. So first and foremost, I'm Australian. Yeah, so... I forgot uh, that oh, part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's fine, that's fine. Um, Surprising with the accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking from Sydney, Australia. And I went to a private school here when I was a young lad, and it was very much uh, a cadet school. So cadet as in military cadets. The, the last six years, what was it? Once a week, you'd come in military dress, you gave up around about half your holidays, all that sort of stuff. It was a cadet course school. And so routine was a big part of it because it's how they established discipline. Mm-hmm. So the way you dressed, the way you did your laces, how you marched, how your bag was packed, time you had to be at point A, time you had to be at point B, it was all rather heavily regulated. But I suppose if you had a bunch of prepubescent teenagers running around, you'd want to discipline them and build that routine as well. But you know, as I went through school, I got heavily into sports and like most kids, some sports I really didn't like, some sports I, I, I loved. One that I did love was swimming, right? And part of the reason for that was I was born with asthma. And whilst, you know, there was Ventolins and and all that sort of stuff to help open my lungs when I had an asthma attack, a lot hasn't changed. Believe it or not, swimming was the best preventive medicine. Wow. Asthma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from years nine, so oh, hang on, let me sort of take that back to you guys. So matriculation is around 17, 18 years of age. So year nine is 14 to 15. So from Mm -hmm. year nine to matriculation, I probably swam for school four or five days a week, and that was 5 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I got into a very different routine where I needed to be in the water at 5 a.m. We were swimming for an hour. I had a short period of time to to shower, get changed into school uniform. And it was proper school uniforms, jackets, blazers, ties, right? That sort of stuff. Uh, have something to eat and get across to to first class. So routine to me was to form a discipline. That's yeah. how this all started. And it was really good. When I left school and I was now at university, I think you guys still refer to that as school. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter whether I was studying you know, in the US or studying in Europe. That routine to give me that discipline worked, mm-hmm. yeah, right. 
And look, it, it had to change every now and again because the routine I needed for midterms and for finals was really different to the routine I needed for, you know, one month into, you know, campus kind of sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. But the routine gave me a, a sense of where I had to be. It was kind of like being on autopilot, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't have to think too much about it. And then at some point I sort of left academia and you enter real world. Mm-hmm. And I know that phrase is overused, but it really was a pivot point for me because real world puts you in an environment that is not controlled. Yeah, I was going to say lack of structure. Yeah. So school, whether it's what do you call it, junior school, mm-hmm. high school, or university, is a controlled environment. Yeah. Right? Real world controls are off, right? Mm-hmm. You are on you, Right. So that routine I had during my formative years, my academic years, was not going to work, right, in my real world years. And to be honest, I kind of was all over the place for the first few years. Mm -hmm. You know, you're getting a job for the first time, you want to make a career, you want to socialize, you're earning a little bit of money. I mean, things go psycho pretty quick. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of, even just... You know, even when I got out of college and got my degree, it was that jump from going, I have all these classes every Tuesday, Thursday, I'm in school, Monday, Wednesday, I'm taking care of my daughter and all these things to, you don't have a structure. Good luck. (laughs) And I will say a lot of people get into that fear mode and they jump back into school and they get masters and double masters and triple masters because of that structure. So it's interesting and I'm excited to hear kind of how you were able to bring structure back into your life? Because you mentioned you're kind of like chaotic. So how did that go? How did you switch back in? So maybe I'm a little bit unusual, but mm-hmm. a lot of the lessons I got from those cadet core days, believe it or not, are still with me now because it's later in life you realize how important they were. Mm-hmm. Right? But cut a long story short, routine for me is not so much about discipline anymore. It's more about balance. Mm-hmm. That was the inflection point, right? Everyone everyone talks about work-life balance. I'm going to turn around and say that's an illusion, right? There are times when you need to be out of balance, pure and simple. And they're more often than we think. So the routines I use now help me assimilate that balance. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I was younger, it was helping me build a discipline. Mm-hmm. But now I'm out in a real world, I have very different stresses my life is still really dynamic, mm-hmm. right? You know, um, this morning, you know, I was held up on a clinical call from overseas. I didn't think I was going to make this on time, right? Yesterday, even me feeling very fluy, I still had calls starting at 3 a.m. Sydney time, mm-hmm. right? So I can either be a product of, of my own environment or I can accept what it is, learn to move with it, but build a routine that helps me get balance. And that means a lot more for me. So going back to what I learned at school, swimming actually saved my butt more often than not from an asthma attack than I care to mention. Gym work has become part of that routine for me, right? And it's not so I can be Arnie, right? I have no no desire to be the Terminator, mm-hmm. but it helps me clear my head. Yeah. Right. So if I can thump out to something and I have some great music and I can sweat, right? And I can feel that little bit sore that I've accomplished something and I can see small gains. 
my head turns off, mm-hmm. right? And as you get a bit more seasoned in your career and you want to take some advancements in that, this head working on problems all the time becomes greater and greater and greater. Yeah. Right? But again, you've got to stop and you've got to ask yourself, and this is this is part of the discipline, mm-hmm. right? Am I going to let this rule me or am I going to rule it? And now we go into what does that balance look like for you? Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. I'm up early pretty much every morning. Yeah. How I start my day is going to differ a little bit because of macros that are not in my control. Mm-hmm. But my routine will say things like, get up, have a quick look at your emails to make sure that you're not letting anyone down. That gives me a, ah, so I never want to start that day going, oh my God, I let Hannah down. Jesus, I didn't even turn up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not a good way to start. I want positivity at the start of the day. So my routine has to reflect that. That's my first endpoint, right? Now, if I'm clear on that, I got time to do a gym session, Mm -hmm. right? And it just so happens that I have a rower here. I have a a, a bike. I have some weights and I can get in and I can do something. Mm -hmm. And then from that, I can have a cup of coffee. I can have a shower and start clearing my emails. But I've gracefully moved into the day where I haven't stressed myself out. I have calmed my mind and I'm clear to move forward and take charge of the day, but I'm taking charge of the day. Yeah. I love that. That you're taking that charge. I do have one question and one that keeps kind of running back around is, you know, you have this super structure growing up through school, through university, you have those years that weren't structured. Yeah. So like, how long did it take to get back into a routine? Like... And to create this balance, like seeing that balance, because I think that's where a lot of people struggle is they have this routine. Now they have this freedom. How do they get back to it? And then was it easy for you to get back to? So truth be told is it probably took me years to get back there. Mm -hmm. Truth be told, I probably didn't know how far down that self-destructive rabbit hole I was going. Mm -hmm. Right. What kicked me out of it was I woke up one morning and I kind of knew what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. right? I had a better sense on what was important for me. But the thing that really drove it home first and foremost was a very long time ago, my, my brother had his, well, my late brother now, had his first uh, bout of cancer. Mm-hmm. So whereas before I was completely off the rails, And I was just taking it as it comes. And, you know, the day really owned me. And don't get me wrong, I was excelling in what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. But I was kind of smashing it going from one thing to the next. I wouldn't have known who I was half the time. It's not till I built a different type of discipline in my life that was about balance did I really start to excel, not just as being, you know, a researcher and building companies and working with teams through good and bad, right? But the real catalyst at the end of the day was taking on board the health condition of my brother at the same time, right? And that brought in, that's where the whole routine had to change again, Mm -hmm. right? Whilst I had just found a purpose and I was trying to find my way through as to what worked well for me, 
it was Alex that sort of snapped me into it. And in 24 hours, I had to have a very different game, mm-hmm. right? Because in 24 hours, I was now flying all over the world looking for a treatment. Mm-hmm. So I think if we're going to look for takeaways from this, my experience in life is going to be different to most, but that's all right. We're all really individual in that. When you're younger, it's hard to sort of check yourself. And I know that has, in many cases, a naughty uh, stigma. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you've got to do it regularly. Now, yeah. You know, the beauty about being married and with kids is they do it on a regular basis for me, whether I like it or not, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if you've got good friends, you know, maybe it's something you can start up with them. But you need to recognize that whatever routine you do now is going to work for you, hopefully now, but it probably won't work for you tomorrow Mm -hmm. because things that are going to influence it, most of it's going to be out of your control. Yeah. But as you, as you evolve as a person, right, as you find out what you really are passionate about and what you're not, that also is going to drive you to do other things. Mm -hmm. So I would... I start trying to look at routine as being that thing that allows you to balance that work-life balance, Mm -hmm. right? So that, you know, if you need to go 100% committed to your career for a period of time, your routine allows you to do that without you feeling guilty for the sacrifices you're going to make on the other end. But on the same token, you understand when your routine is going to change to bring that balance back, Mm -hmm. right? Right now, you know, we are in a really interesting time. People are running around saying COVID is over, but you still turn on the news and you still hear COVID, right? You know, we can't buy a watermelon in this country for under $30 because it's COVID inflation prices, Mm -hmm. right? It's very hard for me to bring on uh, skilled labor because, because of COVID, there is no skilled labor. Right. So we're still in that, that, that guagmire, right? And that's just, you know, dirty, muddy hole where we're not in control of our lives because of a macro. Mm-hmm. So what I employ now beyond the gym to help me get through the day, to help drive that positivity, because that will help me keep this, this, this balance I need becomes even more important. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you are going to need an external person that you trust to help bring you back yeah no oh i completely agree and i appreciate you sharing that whole story of one it wasn't a quick jump and i i'm sorry about your brother and disease is a definitely a hard thing and that he had to go through that so i apologize no no, don't apologize yeah but i appreciate you sharing that whole thing for people to really hear it too that it isn't some overnight success no there's going to be struggles but putting back in focus that positivity into routine is so important. I love that you start your morning with that positivity just to make sure there's nothing that is going to burden you to get your day started. Yeah. And the whole balance side of it. So I love all that. So I know I, I had interrupted your routine originally. <laughs> so, and, and we talked about in our pre-call to kind of like super structure to more flexible. So share a little bit more about like what your routine is and kind of, how you've been able to stick to it and then weave and bob, I guess, to shift that balance. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good one. And right now I do it more by feel and by any type of science, right? So my mornings, as I said before, now are, are pretty solid. Like even this morning, 
you know, I've been uh, a fluey the last few days, so I haven't gone into the office. And I look, I don't mind working from home, but I prefer to work face-to-face -face with my team. Working from home in my world creates more problems and alters that, that work-life balance because you're just not leaving it, right? There is a psychology about going to the office, yeah. right? There is a psychology about, no, 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 the t-shirt's for the weekend, the suit is for work, mm -hmm. right? You know, we talk routine, we talk balance, we talk positivity. At the end of the day, it's all run by up here. Mm -hmm. So you've got to ask yourself, what are the things you are going to do on a daily basis that's going to allow you to jumpstart here? Mm -hmm. Moment, it's the gym. Now, don't get me wrong. I've recently become a fan of yoga. And no, I can't bend and stretch like those yogis on TV. <laughs> and I do find it absolutely fascinating. But even my gym workout needed something challenging in there because whatever I was doing before was starting to get a little bit stale. Mm -hmm. My mind was starting to wander when I was on it. Go back and, and understand why I do the gym. It's to throw my mind somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Get it off work. Get it off day to day, right? Now, there's only one other thing I do that, that well, actually, there's two other things I do that bring that back. Number one, I love motorcycles. Mm -hmm. So if I can jump on one of my bikes, I have two, and I can put on Metallica in Lincoln Park, right, and get a little bit of screaming into my eardrums mm -hmm. and disappear for a couple of hours, I'm in my own world. I never, ever, ever ride my motorcycles when I'm thinking about work. Okay. Because I'm distracted. My balance is not there. So from a routine point of view... I bring, I bring riding bikes into a weekly or a fortnightly basis, but I prepare before I get on the bike. I, no. I've got family. You know, I don't want to be a statistic. Yeah. But I use the bikes, riding bikes, especially in country. So, you know, I love tall trees and I love the ocean. Mm -hmm. To trip my mind up and take it out of the concrete jungle, the books, the computers, patient files, the whole kit and caboot. It is a reset, right? And those close to me will know when I've been writing because I'll have a big smile on my face every day, right? And the only other thing that does that for me is the ocean, the deep blue sea, you know? Mm -hmm. I, you know, started this by saying, you know, when I was younger, I did a lot of swimming because of asthma. I've always swum. I've scuba dived, I've snorkeled, swum with dolphins and whales, the whole kit and caboot. But being in the ocean is the other thing that clears my mind. And I keep going back to that mental preset because it doesn't matter what you do. First, first unwritten rule of medicine, when the mind, the body follows. Mm -hmm. Now, if we're talking balance and we're talking positivity and you're talking routine, none of it's capable unless you win the mind. So sometimes you need to be able to give it a reset that it can relate to. And that element of change can be really difficult at first for a lot of people because it's not what they're used to. Yeah. I'm even, I'm sitting here thinking of like, you know, what is that reset for me and how do you, you find that relay? Like, the first thing I think of is math. My father's a math teacher. My sister's a math teacher. When I do math, I can completely zone out and just be in that world. Uh, so, you know, you've always liked swimming was it an easy way to find that that was going to be a reset or especially with motorcycle, how did you discover 
that these were your moments of well s- swimming i was thrust into i had a a great doctor who you know had me on a plethora of drugs when i was a kid because of asthma and uh, he was an old school navy doctor mm-hmm. he told my parents to get me in the water salt water preferably okay right and yeah let him drink it let him do whatever right <laughs> get him in the water and you know even when he doesn't want to be in there get him in the water right and it worked a treat it really worked a treat mm-hmm. As for as for bikes, I've always had a thing for speed. I, I, years ago, I did stints in cars and stuff like that. And uh, look, just to segue the conversation, I always had professed I'd never get on a bike because uh, I didn't want to kill myself. And the problem is, is I've got friends that ride and one thing leads to another. Yes, maybe it's a bit of peer group, but I love it. Yeah. You know? Well, fun fact, I have a motorcycle license and I've only rode a motorcycle twice in my life. Um but long enough to get the license out. <laughs> yeah, huh. but each to their own. But I think your listeners, what they should take away is, number one, routine's going to change on what macros are in their life or what stage of development they are in their life. That's a give. Mm-hmm. How they look at routine, some could be to set up a discipline. I mean, typically that's why you do it. You know, Think about young babies when they're born, but yet when they're about three years of age, that routine has to grossly start to change, right? Mm-hmm. As you're more comfortable with yourself and as you have a little bit more life experience, right? Like me, your routine is is probably there to serve you in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I can't do my job. I can't be there for my friends or my family if this is all messed up, right? And we deal with so many different influencing mechanisms on a daily basis to get our attention. This has always got to be sharp. Sorry, for those listening, I'm pointing to my head, obviously, (laughs) right? But it's got to be sharp. It's got to be in check. It's got to be clear, right? I love that you related it back to kids. I'm sorry, I just wanted to, because even with like fear, growing up, like if as children, we fell when we walked. Mm -hmm. We constantly fell. We were okay with fear. We were okay with making a mistake. As we grow up, we stop being okay with that. So I love that you related it back to, because I think that's something we can all kind of go, oh, wow. Yes. As they grew up, our routines had to change. And so that's very strong, I think, mindset to to realize that as you continue to grow, things are going to have to change in your balance and your routine. So. I think that's 100% correct, right? The moral of this story is, you know, you're always learning whether you want to or not. It's irrelevant, but you're mm-hmm. always yeah, definitely. And so let's talk about your success now. So how is, you know, implementing into that routine, you driven the success you had in your life? Which pieces of it can you really relate back to? Um, probably my teams. It's never a one-man job, right? Mm-hmm. It's never a one-man show. You lost, you might always have someone out in the foreground who on the surface looks like they're taking all the accolades. Mm-hmm. You always got to know that there's a team of high-performing people behind them. Right. So you build routines in business. The idea on those routines in business for newcomers, it's probably discipline, but for executive people, it's outcome based. The routines exist so that we are cross sharing, cross developing information that lead to an endpoint. And all endpoints are, are what we're chasing. Uh-huh. Right. But when we when we talk about success, you've got to translate who you are, what you do, and your mental clarity to if you're leading teams, visions, goals, and directives. 
And you've got to understand there's a time to teach and there's a time to lead and they're fundamentally different. Right. Mm-hmm. But you need an agile audience, right? The world is full of people who are doing jobs they don't want to do. Well, I mean, let's be honest, right? You need to find the people that energetically want to be there and will support you. Yeah. Right? So one of the things I have been blessed with is to find good people to do jobs. In many cases, a lot of endeavors that we take on are, are really risky and they're beyond the appetite for most. Mm-hmm. But again, it's the team that's going to get it through. So for me, if I'm to translate this to a more a leadership conversation, right, the golden rule is to be a great leader, you need to be an effective communicator and you can't be an effective communicator unless you're an effective listener. That doesn't happen unless you have the right audience. So we're starting to get 360 degrees, which is why I keep going back that mentally you need to constantly be sharp, right? You need to be balanced, right? And it's okay to show people that you're human. (laughs) We're all going to have bad days. Your routine's going to be off. Your mental health is going to be off. Your leadership style is going to be off. Or you just didn't deliver, right? Yeah. But own it. Mm-hmm. Don't be don't be a schmuck about it, no. right? But own it and work with the team to fix it. And as you understand talking about a team or a wider part of a team here, not everyone in the team is Superman, right? That's a utopian that actually doesn't exist, right? Uh, I know I, I've heard guys go, oh, my team's awesome. Every one of them is a Superman. You sit there and go, uh, okay. So you're riding an easy path at the moment. The moment that you have a crisis, everything's going to fall over. And nine times out of 10, that's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. You need to understand strengths and weaknesses for each member in your team, right? Mm-hmm. Not just you, everyone around that. Right? Mm-hmm. So they, we know how to complement one another in a crisis, right? You mightn't have a crisis for years, but you will have one, mm-hmm. right? So I go back to, you might remember me saying a little bit earlier, that, you know, when I had cadets, I took a lot of lessons away. Mm-hmm. This is one. So in uh, uh, cadets, especially in, in the last years where we were doing specialty services, and then later when I was scuba diving and I was doing very, very, very technical specialized diving, we always worked on a theory called right man redundancy, which means the guy to your right can do exactly what you can do in exactly the same way. So this is discipline. This is routine, right? Yeah. And we would practice it, practice it, practice it, practice it, practice it. Because when you're 150 meters underwater and you're carrying, you know, 140 kilo of gear and you've got to get to the surface, if something happens to you, the guy to the right is going to bring you up alive. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's the ugly case of it. But in business, it means if something happens to me and I fall off the grid because, you know, I'm sick, mm-hmm. the guy to the right can step in and still fulfill exactly that same function to those endpoints mm-hmm. with the same tenacity with that team unified around him. And if something happened to him, the next right-hand guy would pick up the mantle, right? I'm kind of... It's okay. I love leadership. That's one of, like my biggest passions i would say and our team is you know for bmnet our marketing team is all about culture and quality and culture comes first because we understand that if that culture is not there if we haven't created a team that is going to be able to help each other out at all times you're never going to get the quality of work you need and you know and that's the only reason me and my co-founder went into business really was because we loved marketing 
but we hated the culture everywhere else. And we wanted to be able to create that leadership and that culture to have exactly what you're talking about. And so um, I love leadership. So I'm like just soaking it all in. <laughs> uh, I, I won't spend too long on this. I do, I do actually talk a lot about leadership, uh, you know, from, from a public address point of view, it's either leadership specifically in healthcare or it's just healthcare, but you know, just connecting the dots here, we build routines, hopefully to better us. Yeah. Right. If I can top line it, right. Mm. If we've got that down to an art, the next step is how do we better other people? That's how your leadership factor comes in. That might force your routines to change a little bit, but none of this is capable if your head's not in the game. Mm -hmm. Right? Can't really so, it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, uh, there's been a big impact on, on, on culture. That culture is building very agile teams, working on this right man redundant solution, which is something that has carried with me since, well, first introduced to it when I was matriculating school, mm -hmm. really drove into me when I was into very technical diving. So a lot of lessons you can learn from life, right? Yeah. Definitely. But it's not going to happen overnight. All this stuff takes a lot of practice. And I go back to something I said before, it comes back to understanding fundamentally who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Evelyn, I have two questions for you, kind of, we're almost out of time. One of them is if somebody is, you know, maybe they had a big routine and they're in that phase right now where all this freedom, all this stuff, what's the one thing they can start doing tomorrow to start getting on this path to make their mind right so that they can lead into this success by creating the routine of balance for them? Like you had lots of structure, college is gone now. We're kind of out of it. What's that thing they need to do to get back to their routine? The best advice I can give to someone listening to that is stop, take a breath, mm -hmm. right? And start asking yourself some fundamental questions. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? What's important? Now, that, they'll answer that as to what's important now, which might not be what's important tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But I think, you, yeah, I think you've got to fundamentally understand who you are and what you're doing. Yeah. Right. If we continually get up every morning and we race, we're not thinking. Mm -hmm. so the mechanism of stopping and asking uh, uh, self-centered questions is me trying to get the person back into that check yourself mode. Mm -hmm. Right. And if that's not working, then throw themselves into something that they've never done before just to try and reset the mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. I even like that as an idea of even if you do have a routine, to be looking at it every day, you know, mm. asking those three questions and trying to remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing, coming mm. back to it. So awesome. The second question is, do you have a book that you would recommend people read on, you know, self-development? It could be a documentary or not a documentary, but, you know, <laughs> any kind of book. What book would you recommend somebody reads? Wow, they're, they're almost a dying thing nowadays, aren't they? Oh, um, not for me. <laughs> well, for young members of my team, I have several books I do want them to read, mm -hmm. right? I I very much like Winning by uh, Jack Welch. Thank you, Welch, former, former CEO of GE, right? Mm -hmm. I also like My Iceberg is Melting by Michael Potter, who was one of my Harvard professors back in the day. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm very much into the Black Swan. Nicholas 
tell. Oh, it's, yes. Oh, I yeah. can't pronounce that. And believe it or not, The Art of War. Okay. That's actually a book my husband's reading right now. So <laughs> I believe it. And, and, you know, from that, we start discussing topics on reframing what you're doing, why you're doing it, why small things can have a big influence, how we don't necessarily notice the small things that do have a big influence and how change is omnipresent and if we're not changing we're actually going backwards yeah so i put all those on i'm going to put them all on my amazon book read list and add them to it but thank you so much for being here any final words on routine and success and how you know that balance goes together i'd look i think i just want to say thank you i know we've we've covered a hell of a lot in this at the end of the day, it's going to be driven by the person, right? Don't go into it thinking that this is a, a speedy uh, outcome. It is an evolving process. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. And that's a thing I love about this podcast is everybody's sharing different routines at work in their life. And people need to take the pieces that are going to be the most effective for them and really apply those pieces to it because everyone's so different. So thank you so much, Dr. Sean Hall, for joining us on Success is Routine today. Pleasure. You have a great day. Thank you for listening to Success is Routine podcast. If you found value in this episode, share it with a friend. Episodes go live weekly on Sunday at 8 a.m. Start your week with the right routine. Like, follow, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening. Join the Success is Routine movement and get exclusive downloads and content from the guests. Go to www.successisroutine.com and follow the conversation there or on social media. Until next time, remember, routine for me is not so much about discipline anymore. It's more about balance. Everyone talks about work-life balance. I'm going to turn around and say that's an illusion, right? There are times when you need to be out of balance, pure and simple. You need to recognize that whatever routine you do now is going to work for you, hopefully now, but it probably won't work for you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Because things that are going to influence it, most of it's going to be out of your control. I start trying to look at routine as being that thing that allows you to balance that work-life balance.